I need you all to tune to a new radio station today. Tune your radios to a new radio station, WMJM Christmas Radio. I'm going to do the jingle now. WMJM Christmas Radio. Did you know that there are radio stations exclusively dedicated to just Christmas music? Now, to you young people, that's probably no big deal. But to us old folk, we we didn't have that growing up. Uh, There's one radio station in particular that Rhonda happens to listen to quite a bit. You can even get uh, an app for your phone that will transport you almost effortlessly to the top 25 Christmas radio stations. Is this a good app? Uh, I don't know. Should you get it? I'm not sure. But I will tell you this. It does receive four and a half out of five star rating. So, But our brand new radio station today, our Christmas music radio station, is going to play songs about the wise men, Joseph, and Mary. Did you get that acronym there? W-M-J-M. So, uh, kids, when uh, mom and dad ask you, uh, what was Brother Kevin's sermon about today? Just say W-M-J-M. And that stands for W-M, wise men. J, and M. Very good. Very good. So, uh, as we continue uh, today on uh, the characters of Christmas, and I will just say this, this is Uh, this is a little bit of a departure from how we normally preach through the Word because we normally preach through the Word. Uh, We don't normally do topical sermons, but uh, it is Christmas, and uh, what more appropriate time than to uh, discuss the characters of Christmas. Normally we do expository preaching, which is we take a passage or a book of the Scriptures and we move all the way from the beginning all the way through so that we can receive the whole counsel of God, but today we're going to talk about three characters of Christmas, the wise men. You know, there's, there's that great song about the wise men, which is We Three Kings. We Three Kings of Orient are. Then there are great Christian Christmas songs about Mary. There's uh, the Catholic favorite. It's beautiful. Ave Maria. There's uh, Amy, um, Amy's song, uh, Breath of Heaven. Uh, which is so beautiful, also known as uh, Mary's Song. Then there's Merry, Merry Christmas. Get it? Get it? Merry, Merry. You got it, didn't you, Violet? Uh, Mary's Lullaby. And then, of course, there's that amazing song, Mary, Did You Know? And so we have uh, Christmas hymn or Christmas carols about uh, the wise men. We have Christmas carols about Mary, and we have all those Christmas carols about Joseph as well. Wait, I, I, don't, I don't think there are any Christmas carols about Joseph. I can't think of even one Christmas song that has Joseph in the title. It's hard to find a Christmas song that has Joseph in it, much less have, has him in the title. Uh, and he doesn't get too much attention, but he is important, too. And uh, he is one of the characters of Christmas that we will look at today. Let's ask the Lord to bless our time. Father, we come to you humbly and we ask that you would enlighten us, that you would illuminate the reading and the study of your word today. And I pray, Lord, that we would receive the message that you have for us, whatever it is, or whatever you want us to do. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. WWJM Christmas Radio. Here we go. 
three characters of Christmas. Uh, and let me just mention this too. Uh, when we talk about the characters of Christmas, props to Brother Ken, who uh, got us started off last week and did such a good job talking about Zachariah and Elizabeth. And, and one of the things that he brought out was also something that I want to make sure that we hit again. When we talk about the characters of Christmas, it's very important that you understand that we're not talking about some made-up, written-about, fictional characters of Christmas. These were real people. Joseph was a real Jewish man who was wondering what in the world has just happened. Mary was a real Jewish girl, unmarried, a virgin, wondering what is God up to. The wise men were real, wondering where exactly is this king born king of the Jews. They traveled hundreds of miles with gifts for the newborn king. They didn't know exactly where he was. These were not typical men. They stopped and asked for directions. But I would, I would point out it, it, it didn't really end well either. I will point that out. We'll start with the wise men. WM, please turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. I'll read verses 1 through 3. Hear the word of the Lord. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. This is the word of the Lord. So let's talk about the wise men. we got some FAQ, frequently asked questions about the wise men. Here's the first FAQ about the wise men. Were the wise men at the stable? And the answer to that is no. Matthew tells us that the wise men followed the star after a brief detour in Jerusalem to get directions followed the star, then saw the star again, and came to Bethlehem, and listened very closely, entering the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. So Matthew places the wise men entering the story of Christmas after the nativity scene, after the stable, or the cave where Jesus was born. And please note that in this passage, Matthew mentions Mary... He mentions Jesus. Uh, Joseph is not there. We can only assume that he was probably out uh, working. And, of course, the wise men were there, too. So were the wise men at the stable? No. They entered the house, not the stable. So all of our beautifully crafted nativity scenes with the camels and the wise men there at the stable are not exactly right, but they were in Bethlehem uh, soon after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born. So that's one FAQ, were the wise men at the stable? Here's another FAQ, frequently asked question, were there three wise men? Were there three wise men? Well, we don't really know. They're not named, but we kind of assume that because there were three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, we just kind of fill in the blank and think, okay, well, there must have been three wise men. But the reality and the possibility probably is that there were more than three wise men, and here's, here's the thinking on that. Note that when the wise men arrived in Jerusalem and they started asking questions, evidently there were enough of them that they caught Her King Herod's attention 
And if that weren't enough, they were asking the one question absolutely 100% guaranteed to garner King Herod's attention. And that question was this, uh, you're the king, where's the new king? And uh, I'm always attracted to that part of Matthew chapter 2, verse, 11, uh, verse 3 that says, when King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. King Herod, whew, now he's a piece of work. He was one of the most evil, paranoid, almost unimaginably evil kings in all of history. King Herod, a man who executed two of his sons. He had his brother-in-law executed. He had his favorite wife executed. Then he had his mother-in-law executed. Then he had another son executed. Are you keeping track? That's a lot. So if you lived in or around Jerusalem when King Herod was in charge, and if you heard that King Herod was disturbed, you were disturbed too. And the scriptures say that clearly. He was deeply disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. Another FAQ about the wise men. Were the wise men actually kings? Because the song says, we three kings, right? Well, maybe they were kings. The scripture refers to them as the wise men, not the wise guys. Not the wise kings. So were they kings? Maybe. Maybe not. We're not exactly sure. But you can count on this truth. They were wise because they were looking for Jesus. They traveled from afar. They were carrying gifts. Gifts that would turn out to be very important because it's very possible, probably even probable, that Mary and Joseph are going to take those gifts and use those gifts to finance their midnight escape to Egypt, which is coming shortly. There's a song written uh, by a local songwriter here, Lowell Alexander, called One King. And I love this. And, and evidently, Brother Lowell uh, believes that these wise men were kings because here's, here's how it goes. Kings of earth on a course unknown, bearing gifts from afar, hoping, praying, following yonder star. Silhouette of a caravan painted against the sky. Wise men searching for the holy child. One king held the frankincense. One king held the myrrh. One king held the purest gold. But one king held the hope of the world. Wise men still seek for Jesus, for he is the hope of the world. And when they find him, and when he finds them... They respond in worship, and they give him their best. Are you like the wise men? What's that look like, Brother Kevin? What's it mean to seek for Jesus like the wise men sought for Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because if you're truly seeking Jesus, then you'll want to read his love letter that he wrote to you. If you're truly seeking Jesus, you'll want to be a part of his bride, the church. If you're truly seeking Jesus, you'll want to spend time with him in prayer. Here's, here's a hint for everybody that has any relationships at all. Did you know that you really can't have a good relationship with somebody if you're not willing to spend time with them? And not just willing to spend time with them, actually spending time with them. And you know, that's by design. God made us for relationship. It's God's design. And the same is true for your relationship with Jesus. And I want you to think about your relationship with Jesus now 
Are you spending time with him? Because if you're truly seeking Jesus like the wise men sought Jesus, you'll want to spend a lot of time with him in the Bible. You'll want to spend a lot of time with him in church. You'll want to spend a lot of time with him in prayer. W.M., wise men. J., Joseph, we're on the J part of the radio station now. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. Hear the word of the Lord. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered. It was discovered. Before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, see... The virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her. This is the word of the Lord. Joseph. Here's some frequently asked questions about Joseph. Was Joseph a carpenter? Yes, But the interesting thing here is that the Greek word used to describe him as carpenter did describe a man who worked with wood, but it also applied to a man who worked with stone, a stonemason, and possibly could even refer to a man who worked in metal. A skilled craftsman often has to be able to work in several different substrates, substrates like wood, stone, and metal. And why is Joseph's occupation important? Because as was the custom... Whatever Joseph did, he would teach that trade to his sons. And so Jesus very likely learned to work in wood, stone, and metal like his father Joseph. Another frequently asked question, was Joseph the physical father of Jesus? No. Jesus was fathered by God himself through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. Even though Joseph was not the natural born or physical father of Jesus, He, in essence, did adopt him and raised him as his own. Later on, uh, when Jesus began his ministry, when Jesus had first begun, the people of of, uh, Nazareth, the people of that village said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't that interesting that Joseph was better known at one point in time than his son, Jesus? And isn't it also interesting to know that the very first words of Scripture that Jesus would have heard, he would have heard from Joseph and from Mary. But the people of Nazareth said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Another frequently asked question, are there any songs about Joseph and his role in the birth of our Lord? Well, that's not really a frequently asked question. Nobody asked that. Um, but I thought I would throw that out there. Um, I, when I first started doing this, I couldn't think of even one song that mentioned Joseph. I mean, you know, we got We Three Kings for the Wise Men, we got Ave Maria and Mary Did You Know, and I mean, just a whole bunch about Mary, but 
I could not even think of one song that mentions Joseph, much less is about him. But then last Sunday night, good old Andrew Peterson to the rescue, uh, I was listening to Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb of God, and, and I heard it. I heard a nice little shout-out to Joseph. The, it, at first, in Behold the Lamb of God, Joseph is first mentioned in a, in a very cute song called Matthew, Matthew's Begats. Um, and I won't quote all the lyrics, but Joseph uh, gets a brief mention at the very end of the song. Uh, and the song is based on the lineage of Jesus, so there are some unusual names. And if any of you are expecting a child and uh, need a name, uh, especially for a boy, you might want to use one of these, so listen closely. Uh, right from the song, Then he had Shealtiel, who begat Zerubbabel, who had Abiud, who had Eliakim. Eliakim had Azar. Azar, who had Zadok. Zadok, who had Achim. Achim was the father of Eliud. Then Eliezer, who had Methan, who had Jacob. Now listen very closely. I don't want to sing this twice. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, the mother of Christ. So Joseph had a little shout in there. Did you hear it? Buried in all those names, there was Joseph. And then the very next song, and behold the lamb, Andrew Peterson gives us a little bit more. He gives Joseph a nice little shout out in the name of the song is uh, it came to pass, and this is part of the lyrics here. It came to pass back in those days that Caesar, he decreed a census would be taken of the Roman world, you see. So everyone packed up and headed back to their hometowns, and this couple from up from Galilee to Bethlehem was bound. So it came to pass that this man named Joe was with his fiancée back when her pregnancy began to show he planned to go away. But it came to pass that in a dream, an angel of the Lord said, Joseph, don't you be afraid to marry Mary, for the little baby in her womb, it is the Holy Spirit's work. You may have read that the prophet said a virgin would give birth. So it came to pass that Joseph was the noblest of men with a woman on a donkey on their way to Bethlehem. And I wonder whether either was aware enough that day to know the child would bring a kingdom and the old would come to pass away. And then when I was reading the characters of Christmas about Joseph, the unsung hero of Christmas is how uh, Daniel Darling refers to him. Uh, and at the end of the chapter, I, I noticed in my study, there's, there's actually a song called Joseph's Song. It's written by Michael Card. But still, there's just not enough about Joseph. He's such a hero. So here's my challenge to all of you songwriters out there, and you know who you are. Please write us a song about Joseph that we can sing. Why? He is such a great role model. Did you know that there are only two men in the New Testament who were referred to as a son of David? Well, you know Jesus was referred to as the son of David. But Joseph was referred to as the son of David by an angel. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph, he addressed him as a son of David. The angel appealed to his identity, his royal identity, his history, his alignment with the people of God, but not just with the people of God, with the great King David. And when the angel went on, he referenced the Isaiah prophecy 
And this was not new to Joseph. He knew the scriptures. The Bible says, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Here are three reasons why Joseph is a great role model, and we need a song about Joseph today. Number one, Joseph knew his identity. He was a son of David. He knew who he was. He knew who he belonged to. He knew who had preceded him. Secondly, Joseph knew the scriptures. The angel quoted Isaiah, and this was not a shock to Joseph. Third, Joseph was obedient. The scriptures tell us that when he awoke from his dream, he obeyed. And obedience characterized Joseph's life, even when things were extremely difficult, even when his reputation was at stake. Actually, his reputation was shot. Dave, uh, Joseph did what he was commanded to do by God. Later on, an angel will come to Joseph and tell him, you need to get up and take Mary and the child to Egypt because Herod seeks his life. And the scriptures say that Joseph, in the middle of the night, got up and went to Egypt. Joseph's life was characterized by obedience. And by his obedience, this Joseph will be like the first Joseph who also went down to Egypt in order to save his kinfolk. And by his obedience, Joseph will be a part of the fulfillment of the prophecy, the prophecy by Hosea, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him. Israel, the prince with God. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. So once again, my song writing friends, here's your challenge. How about a song about good old Joe? He was the noblest of men. So we had the wise men, W.M., then the J, Joseph. Now we're at the M, Mary. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 49. Hear the word of the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his name is holy. Mary. Frequently asked questions about Mary. First question, Mary, did you know? So our frequently asked questions about Mary, we're just going to co-opt that whole song, and we're just going to go through these questions. Uh, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? I think Mary would probably say, no, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Mary would say, yes, because that's exactly what the angel told me. Gabriel said he would save his people from their sins. Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? Mary might answer, maybe. That's hard to understand, but I'm, I'm going to go with that. I think I can see that. There are so many other questions in this great song. Mary, did you know that this child you delivered would, will soon deliver you? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God? Mary, did you know the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again? The lame will leap, 
The dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Mary, did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? Mary, did you know the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am? These are great questions, and I'm sure that Mary had her own questions. The scriptures in Luke chapter 1 tells us that the mighty archangel told Mary that she was a favored woman and that the Lord was with her. And this troubled Mary. And she was trying to figure out, what does this mean? And the angel told her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. There's a passage in, in your book, the, the Characters of Christmas. It's on page 55, and I, I'm just going to read this verbatim because it is so good. By the way, it's such a good book. Think for a moment of the rich symbolism in these words in this moment. He's talking about what Gabriel has just told Mary. Mary, a daughter of David, about to marry a son of David, would bear in her womb the eternal son of David. But more important than that, Mary, a daughter of Eve, would bear in her womb the second Adam, who would reverse the course ushered on the human race in the cosmos by the disobedience of the first Adam. There's a contemporary painting that has become a popular visual icon of Christmas. It's powerful. It's a simple piece of art. Mary is seen consoling Eve, redirecting her guilt-ridden head upward toward the baby inside Mary. In Eve's one hand is the forbidden fruit, but her other hand is upon Mary's stomach, reflected in the fruit of her womb, who will one day defeat the sin and death ushered in by the first family. And underneath their feet is a snake, who entangles Eve, but upon whom Mary is confidently stepping. Mary's obedience would help lead to the end of Eve's disobedience. Wise men, Joseph, Mary, what do do these three characters of Christmas have in common? Number one, they were all looking for Jesus. Number two, they all had questions. Number three, they were all obedient to the word of God. And I pray, my dear friends, my brothers and sisters, that you and I will also be looking for Jesus. It's okay to have questions, but we're to be obedient to the Word of God. It's okay to have questions. Even the best and the wisest of us are not going to understand it all, especially when the circumstances of life that swirl around us are just so painful and hard to understand. But look to Jesus for the answers. Don't look within yourself. Don't look to the culture. Don't look to science. Look to Jesus and be obedient to the word of God because only Jesus can calm your deepest fears. And his word calls you to obedience. And what is obedience? To those of you who have not yet found Jesus, obedience is to repent of your sins and throw yourself at the feet of the only one who can save you. Trust him. Worship him.
And what is obedience? To those of you who have trusted Christ, obedience is to grow in the grace of his goodness by loving him and his church and all those who are still outside of his grace. So my question to you today is, are you being obedient? It's a good time to tune your radio to WMJM. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the examples of these wise men. Thank you for the example of noble Joseph. Thank you for the example of Mary, that selfless little Jewish girl who was favored and blessed and who is remembered even today as the scripture said she would as the most favored of all women. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient, that we would seek after you, that we would still seek you even when we have questions and that we will be obedient to you in every aspect of what you have called us to do. And these things we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen.